Would you pray with me? Lord God, source of every blessing, you showed forth your glory and led many to faith by the works of your Son, who brought gladness and salvation to his people. Transform us by the spirit of his love, that we may find our life together in him, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of John, the second chapter, this time from the message. Three days later, there was a wedding in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples were guests also. When they started running low on wine at the wedding, Jesus' mother told him, They're just about out of wine. Jesus said, Is that any of our business, mother? Yours or mine? This isn't my time. Don't push me. She went ahead anyway, telling the servants, Whatever he tells you, do it. Six stoneware water pots were there, used by the Jews for ritual washings. Each held 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus ordered the servants, fill the pots with water. And when they filled them to the brim, Now fill your pitchers and take them to the host. Jesus said, and they did. When the host tasted the water that had become wine, he didn't know what had just happened, but the servants, of course, knew. He called out to the bridegroom, Everybody I know begins with their finest wines, and after the guests have had their fill, brings in the cheap stuff. But you've saved the best till now. This act in Cana of Galilee was the first sign Jesus gave, the first glimpse of his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Whenever we engage with a story, we generally are drawn to a particular character. Perhaps we identify with them in some way. We find them compelling or inspiring, or maybe our sympathies have been elicited for them. The character or sets of characters we're drawn to will often inform how we engage with and apply the story. It should come as no surprise, then, that we do the same thing with the stories we find in the Bible. For instance, in our last devotional, we considered this story of the wedding at Cana from the perspective of Mary, Jesus' mother. Today, I'm drawn to some rather unexpected characters, the servants. We know almost nothing about these unnamed servants. There were more than one because servants is plural, but their names, ages, or almost anything else about them is unknown. Servants were most probably slaves, people who had been born into slavery or had been captured in war or were found in this particular state as a way to pay off some sort of debt. Servants were incredibly low-ranking. 
A steward, by contrast, who also shows up in this story, is a servant with more seniority and responsibility. But that's about all we know, and yet they play a pretty important role in this story. Mary tells them to do whatever Jesus says. His instruction is to fill six large jars with 20 to 30 gallons of water. For reference, that's a weight of roughly 160 to 250 pounds of water per jar, not including the weight of the jar, which likely would have been fairly significant as well. We're talking hundreds of pounds per jar here. And they're being told to do this not by the groom, not by the father of the bride, not by the chief steward, but by, as far as they know, some guest and his mother. And they do it. I wonder, what was their reaction? This was no small request. This involved a great deal of resource and an incredible amount of work. And being as low as they are on the social ladder, they will likely bear the brunt of anyone's anger if this goes over poorly. Did they grumble? Was there some dragging of feet? Did they complain about how they had to bear the weight of others' crazy ideas? We're simply left to wonder. What we do know is that they did it. Great wine was shared for all, and Jesus' glory was revealed and his disciples believed. All wonderful things. But like our last devotional in this story, what was it that they saw in this wedding guest we know as Jesus that turned them into co-conspirators with Jesus in revealing God's glory? We don't know. But like Mary before who saw a need no one else could see, They too are seeing something that others cannot. And it should come as no surprise that it's in these lowly servants, among the most lowly in the world, that they have the ability others don't to see so clearly. Often it's the lowest, most humble of people who can see clearly what is happening around them. While you may think of yourself as humble, In the grand scheme of the world, you are in all likelihood fairly powerful. So today, how might we take this story and these characters of Mary and the servants and enter into seeing the world in ways others do not? How can we begin to see the needs that others cannot? How can we discern the presence of Jesus in the crowd working his glory into all moments? It's challenging to be sure but it begins with learning true humility. Amen.